funky like a monkey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, are you ready? The Beef Sticks Podcast. Oh, you didn't know? The best in the world. Phenomenal one will ever believe ever. that. Well, let me tell you something, brother. It doesn't matter what you think. Oh, yeah. And that's the bottom line. Just Stone Cold said so. Good morning, America. And other countries that are not America. Good morning, Australia. This is the Beef Stick Super Show. Yeah. <laughs> Super Showdown. On the Barbie. One fall for all on the Barbie. That's not a knife. Yes. I mean, after after the summer of other, you need to switch gears a little bit. And I was sitting, I was thinking, all of a sudden, the, th- the term, one fall for all, popped into my head. And I'm just like, let's run with that. Let's see where that takes us. Thinking, I think it takes thinking, us to a good thinking. Place. And I think the foreshadowing for the episode today, how we're going to recap Hell in a Cell, one fall for all, because everybody deserves a finish to a match. Am I correct? Well, you know what? When I get started and I don't get to finish, I get crabby. Three minutes, 38 seconds, if I can trust what I saw on Facebook yesterday. Three minutes, 38 seconds is what D'Lo Brown told me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, that's my long game. That's when I'm using Blue Chew. That's right, folks, Blue Chew. Just go to bluechew.com and put in promo code. Oh, fuck, they're not a sponsor for us, but for every other wrestling podcast. Blue Chew, because wrestling fans can't get it up. Not unless they see big, hulking, muscly men. (laughs) You know, I see a lot of people bitching because, like, uh, Blue Chew and Four Hymns is, like, on all the wrestling podcasts. But I don't know if those people only listen to wrestling podcasts because every podcast I listen to is sponsored by Blue Chew and or For Hymns. It has, it's not just a pro wrestling thing. And DDP or, Yoga. I don't think there's a wrestling podcast out there who doesn't shout it out. That is true, but that's one that I don't hear in any other uh, mm. any other. Podcasts. I'm going to be starting a DDP Yoga regimen next week. Hey, good for you. As well as attempting the keto diet. Oh no. We'll see how a low carb, high fat diet works to get my body to consume fat. A uh, a good friend of the show, Bob Zilla, told me he found the perfect diet. And it's the diet that both uh, Pendulette and... um, The eating a potato thing. The potato diet. Yep. Yeah, the potato diet. He said he, said he loves it. That, where you just go as long as you possibly can until you decide to eat. No, you, you just, just eat one thing. You just eat yeah. a potato whenever you're whenever you're hungry, and the more you eat, just and it's just a plain potato. 
No, you, no, nothing fancy. You might put a little salt on it. You might put a little pepper. That's kind of cheating. But the thing is that not only does it, are you consuming foods but not consuming fats so your body thinks mm -hmm. that it's, it, as soon as you consume it should burn the fats. But the more you eat just a bland potato, the less your mind considers eating rewarding because it's right. a fucking potato. Right. <laughs> now, so. Now Pendulette did come out and say it doesn't have to be a potato. You just pick one food that's not unhealthy. Enjoyable. <laughs> and not enjoyable. Because <laughs> yeah. if you love it, you're going to keep wanting to... I mean, if it's just steak, right. I could eat just steak fucking all damn day long and not get sick of that shit. No, but. for the last six months or so, I've been hearing a lot of good things about keto. So I'm going to give that a shot. It still lets me have, you know, uh, cream-based things. It still yep. lets me have cheese and meat, but it is more balanced with greens and then basically cut out all carbs. So no bread, no rice, no pasta, no potatoes. Yep. But I think it's something I can actually accomplish because all of those things aren't really the center focus of a meal. And I'm trying to pull the center focus away from meat as well. Just try to make some changes, you know. Isn't that just the Adkins diet? No, uh, it's it's fairly similar, I guess. But a, a lot of my friends who have done it have had good results from it. Yeah, good shit. Good luck to you. I hope it all yeah. works out for you. Mix that with the only kind of yoga. Maybe nothing will change at all. You know who who the fuck you never knows? know. But I do I'm know that I. Uh, I just changed my habits to where I actually eat something in the morning. And then I have like a couple V8s at lunchtime. And then I just eat a normally a regular sized meal at, at supper time. And that alone, I've already dropped 20 pounds just doing that. Nice. Just, just changing how I ate. Because I used to just not eat all day. And then I'd come home like around 5, 6, have a little snack. And then before bed, I'd eat my meal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd switch it around. Sometimes I'd come home, have a meal, and then right before bed, have a snack. But either way, well, I was, just, either way, I was basically eating just eating just one time. Bed, which isn't a good thing either. Yeah, just I was eating just one time a day. Right. And it just it didn't work. But it wasn't like I was doing it on purpose. My body was yeah. never hungry. Like when I first started trying to eat in the morning, I was feeling stick to my stomach. I had to force myself to eat in the morning because my body was just like, dude, we don't need to eat. We haven't done right. shit. Right, you're not about to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know how that goes. Especially the not eating during the the day thing, where you just you go to work, you come home, then then it's time to eat, and that can get out of hand because you've yeah. been starving your body all day and stuff. Uh, one of the best things I've found you can do right off the bat in the morning is start your day off with a couple of glasses of ice cold water. Just chug that shit shocks your metabolism to life and it helps to digest things much faster i noticed yeah that. i've heard i've heard that. Doing that i haven't done it yet but i've heard it do it it should be the first thing you put in your body every day right before breakfast first thing i put in my body every day is a dildo but then i can move along well you can drink some water while you're doing that i'm sure i guess is that called, is that technically dp yeah Yep. Okay. Okay. Only if you come through your ass. Has to be fluid traveling both ways, right? Um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. 
We're just gonna shake a little freak on it. We can freak if freak if you want to. Speaking of that, shout out to Dapper Den's Barbershop, where yeah. he will freak you if you want to. Seven dollar facial. Seven dollar facial. Kids Ooh. get a facial for eleven. Because you know, he's gotta gotta worry about the legal he charges. Pays more for the risk, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. With that being now, said, at the top of the show, I think this is something we should probably bring up. We said, good morning, America, and the rest of the world. Why? Because for the first time since I think we started this goddamn show, you and I decided to, to record in the morning. Actually, if you remember, when we very first started the show, we always recorded in the morning because then we put it out in the evening. I'd come travel over to your homestead early in the morning. We'd get some coffee, maybe run to the liquor store, and we'd record in the morning. Yes. It was good times. We'd get nice and drunk right away in the morning. Mm -hmm. Today, for me, it's all about the coffee. That's all I got is the coffee also. (laughs) Not going to slosh it this morning. I got shit I got to do today. Shit, you gotta do. Shit, but yes, you gotta do. It is morning, recording it this morning, Saturday, 9.22, so we're maybe a little behind schedule on shit. But hopefully if all goes well and all is said and done, we'll have it up by at least this evening. So you'll still be able to listen yes. to it Saturday, 9.22. Alright. That's what we hope for. And as always, if you have any comments, complaints, hate mail, or just want to send us some nudes, you can send it to cloudstylebroadcasting at gmail.com. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash cloudstylebroadcasting to get to our parent company's Facebook page. But if you would like to directly interact with Beef Sticks Podcast, go to facebook.com forward slash Beef Sticks Podcast. Doesn't get any simpler than that. And if you'd like to join our personal Discord community, once you're at that Facebook link, look at the very top post pinned to the top of the page. Click the link. Join the Discord community today. Join that shit. You could be listening to us right now. You could could be, be. You could be chatting. You could be chitting. You could be shiting. Shiting. It's exciting, isn't it? You could also, if you're a Twitter person, uh, hit us up at BeefSticksCSB on Twitter. And I also recently it... hopped back on the old Twitskis for a moment. Ooh, and you can hit twat. me up personally, directly, and one-on-one at Bert Flobane. And as always, if you would love to be part of the Cloud Style family and contribute monetarily... You can go to patreon.com forward slash cloud style and set up a payment or gofundme.com. Just put in the search bar cloud style broadcasting. We appreciate every little bit of help we get. We appreciate the interaction more. So if you want to take the free route, go right ahead. While you're at our Facebook page, you might want to go back and Check out our Hell in a Cell feed and add your thoughts to the show. 
We're going to try to be keeping up on that with every pay-per-view, although this next couple months that's going to be that's going to be a chore, but we're still going to try. We're going to put our effort into it. Yes. And uh, so feel free. We'll always just have a link up there. We'll continue um, to host it on Facebook until we get more people on Discord. And then we're going to bring the party over here. Yes, that that's the the main goal would be to try to get you, get it over there to Discord, just because it's a, a, a simpler chatting experience. Either way, make sure to keep up with us. Keep checking in. It's always a fun time over on the Beef Sticks Facebook page. Yes. Oh, what else? What else? I think it's time to get into Hell in a Cell. We got a lot we could talk about today if we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, we can. And uh, I think I, I think, think our, our our all out, all the way around views on Hell in a Cell probably differ a little bit. Possibly, although it almost sounds like maybe my views differ from uh, a majority of folks. So we'll have to see. We we'll have to see how see. it goes. Um. With that being said, uh, did they only have one pre-show match? Yes. Is that correct? I, again, I didn't watch the pre-show, so, but I only have one pre-show match here. Congratulations, it is a match. Rusev! You're going to be fighting the New Day on the pre-show. <laughs> I'm sure when Rusev heard New Day, he's like, "Yes, I get to be on the main card." No. Nope. Yeah, this this pay-per-view, man. I don't know we really have to get into it but man there was a lot of huge names that just weren't even involved at all really really kind of surprising that's kind uh, of the problem when you don't have two pay-per-views a month one for each of your shows that is the problem the biggest problem te seems to be though that the same people keep getting knocked off and it'd be better if they'd at least alternate it you know mm -hmm. but with that being said I mean, we didn't even have united states champion shinsuke nakamura on this show no, in fact, we had neither 2018 Royal Rumble winners on the show, and both are current and or former champions. And neither one even made an appearance. That would be Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka. What do they have in common? They're both Japanese. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they say, man. Vince McMahon does not like Japanese people at all. I am so worried for Kairi Sane when she comes up, yeah. for Io Shirai when she comes up. I mean, yeah, look at what happened to Kenta Kabashi, or, you know, Kenta, or, um, God, I don't even remember what his fucking name was now in <laughs> WWE. What's his name? Kenta's Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami, thank you. You're welcome. Fuck, that's, that's how long it's been since I've seen the fucker. I forgot his name. All I can think of is Kenta. Uh, uh, yeah, look at him. No, a lot, of people, a lot of people are, are definitely starting to see that it's better off. If you just stay on NXT, where you'll be used in a way you can be proud of. And you know something I didn't put in the news, and we, we can maybe go into further detail later, but that we can just touch on, is it sounds like there are, WWE is going to start um, doing some talent exchanges where, again, they're sending some talents back down to NXT. I heard um, uh, Luke Harper is one of them. Really? He's already, yeah, he's already been in NXT house shows. Well, without Eric Rowan around, there's nothing for him to do. Right. 
Um, and there was a couple I'm telling you that, that Return of the Wyatt family would be far better than the Dogs of War. Return of the Wyatt family would be great in NXT. No. <laughs> no, it would You're be, though. You're saying I mean, send Strowman back? Send Strowman back to NXT? I'd be okay with that, I guess. Uh, no, you don't. Strowman's his own. Strowman was a Wyatt for like a cup of coffee. I, to me, he's not a Wyatt. But he to me, the Wyatt is as a Wyatt. And well, he, I guess he originated as a rosebud. Yeah, he originated as a rosebud. Don't forget that. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's honestly, folks. That's how entertaining the New Day Rusev Day match was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was standard. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a good match. It was a pre-show match, and it's about with how what you good the New Day get. did inside of Hell in a Cell last year with the Usos. This is one that I feel like that's could a have disappointment. Gained a lot from being inside of a cell. Rusev yeah. Day inside of a cell. You know, maybe what happened on Tuesday wouldn't have happened on Tuesday. Let's be honest, there's, uh, I think a lot of, or at least there's more than one match that would have been more beneficial in the Hell in a Cell than either of the Hell in a Cell matches were. I'm saying, man, they need to give us one Hell in a Cell where the whole card is all Cell matches. Maybe different stipulations stipula- inside of it. That'd be kind of And cool. I liked, yeah, I liked Lockdown. A lot of people shit on Lockdown, TNA's Lockdown, but I liked Lockdown. I liked that every match was in a cage. I like that. Like you said, there were different stipulations. And I mean, WWE is already copying TNA with the red cage anyway, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy on top of a red cage happened in in TNA first, folks. <laughs> um, Man, I thought he died. I thought he died. <laughs> something else that wasn't in the news that um, I think I just want to touch on. WWE has announced for the first time ever, Starcade. Just let that sink in, folks. What? Didn't that happen WWE last year? WWE has announced for the first time ever. For the Star first Cade. time. They, did, they didn't announce it last year? I they, the, they have announced this year that they are having Starcade. For that, that Starcade is going to happen for the first time ever. So that means <laughs> WWE did not do Starcade last year. Nope. And that means that WCW and NWA have never done Starcade. Nope, never. Which was the brainchild of Dusty Rhodes, who is the father of Cody Rhodes, who just put on one of the biggest shows that was the biggest <laughs> FU to WWE, which seems like this may be kind of a, a childish little uh, dig. You know what I mean? It just it just kind of seems that way to me, Pasty. It just kind of seems... I just got seems... the overwhelming urge to play Mega Man for some reason. I know, I know. Hey, what's up? Hmm. Yeah, what's up? Damn it. Why is this happening? I really can't. I'm in the middle of recording. Oh, you left the channel. Okay, but come in the side door because the front door is locked. Why am I not here? No, I'm here. Okay. I don't know. I was just waiting for you to respond. I'm responding. I've been talking. I'm here. I know. I was just... You know. You know. Uh, yeah, that just seems kind of childish. I know. Me, whatever. That's WWE for you. For the first time ever. Does that mean it's it going to be on the network this year? Um, I would, I would hope so. I hoped it was last year and it wasn't. It better be. I'll take a Starcade over a fucking um, Saudi Arabia show any day. Uh, 
uh, moving right along, they opened the actual Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with an actual Hell in a Cell match, which I thought was very smart, very good placement. Uh, they kind of do that, don't they? They do on, yeah, they tend to, and I like that. I, I, get, get I think that's a good thing to do. And, yeah. I mean, it you gets, usually, usually guess that, I mean, even with this year and last year, the first match oh, is going to be contained inside of the cell. They're not going to do any damage to it. Even though you could just kick it down, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to use every year. <laughs> a hellacious amount of weaponry, which I love. Because usually by the time you get to the main event, Hell in Cell match, there's not very many weapons anymore. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would dare say that, uh, I think this out of the two was my favorite Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean,. When Randy Orton took the screwdriver and put it in Matt Hardy's ear hole and twisted it up, and we all knew it didn't hurt. Jeff, sure Jeff Hardy's. Nasty. But, yeah. I know, that. that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, you know, anybody who knows anybody who's who had gauges knows that this doesn't hurt at all. Right. But the visual is really awesome. Mm. The visual is great. I mostly just feel bad for Randy Orton, like when he sticks his finger through the ear, because you know you're going to have to smell that finger later, right? Gross. <laughs> Nothing worse than sniffing yeah. somebody's nasty ear hole. It's yeah, and this good. one it's never good. This this one definitely had a lot of uh, like you said, a lot of weaponry, a lot of good uh, brawling, fighting. Um, I think we obviously everybody expected. I think more of a um, spot from Jeff Hardy, but mm -hmm. the very end but was, was pretty probably good. Like, but you can't break out of the cell. Yeah. <laughs> So we had basically how it ended, if you didn't watch it, was Jeff had Randy Orton laid out on a table in the middle of the ring. He climbed the ladder as if to do a swanton bomb, but then looks at the cell and was like, hey, man, I've never hung off the cell and flipped onto a dude. <laughs> um, so he kind of grabbed onto one of the beams, crawled his way over, swung a few times, Went to splash Randy Orton. Randy moved at the last minute pasty it was. It was about a minute before uh, Jeff fell from the top. You're right. It, it, it was. But to be fair, the, um, the, the camera operators and the producers did a great job of just showing Jeff. So you really didn't notice it until you seen like replays. But everybody in the crowd seen he moved early. But, you know, they obviously it, it wasn't timed perfectly. But it was a really good spot. Right. Um, yeah. it, it, we've never seen that in WWE before. It was such a good spot. It actually looked like it went over wrong. Uh, he he kind of fell face first through the table. And if he yeah. would have got his forearms up at the last minute, I feel like he could have easily broken his neck. But he managed to yeah. get his forearms up as he went through the table. Yeah, I think he was supposed to hit kind of, you know, abdomen. Mm-hmm basically just crossways but yeah there wasn't really i don't think there was much concern because jeff knows how to fall and yeah he just he basically just hit it with his forearms it was a pretty i think tame bump it, it could have looked worse it could have been worse if they wouldn't have showed replays you'd probably worry it was worse right they did i loved the fact that uh they you know the ref it's like, oh, he's injured, he's injured, and, and Randy's just like, no, fuck you, you count. He's like, this is <laughs> hell in a cell. You're gonna count this shit, and then he counted them, and then. I love that result even more so because of the main event. Later on, I That's know. All I'm I, saying. 
And then, of course, uh, they had the independent wrestlers come down and, and strap him onto a gurney because <laughs> independent wrestlers make the best EMTs. They do. They're so muscly. Either EMTs and, and police officers, man, is what almost every independent wrestler does on his day job, apparently. <laughs> but definitely, I would call this a, a, a great match. I really liked oh, yeah. this match. It was... Oh, yeah. It was more. It was better than it should have been with the kind of lackluster buildup and nobody really gave a shit about it. And nobody knew why it was in a cell. Way better. And that gash on uh, Randy's leg. Yeah. Where flesh was just hanging out. It wasn't a big gash, but man. Did you, did you see the picture on his Twitter after the match when he pulled the yes. flesh off of oh. his leg and snapped a photo of it? Yes, it looked yep. like a fucking pork crackling, man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, those are okay on the keto diet. Hey, hey, there you go. Randy Orton will hook you up. <laughs> so that was a great way, I think, to kind of set the pace for the show. It was a 25-minute match, but again, there was so much action that it did not drag. It did not feel like a half hour of a match. Right, yeah, I couldn't believe it was 25 minutes. No, this was definitely one of the better Hell in a Cell matches in recent years, possibly only falling second to New Day Usos last year, because that, it's going to be hard to top that Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely one of the best uh, Hell in a Cell matches. Um, you know, it's 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 in the top of the la of recent history. Hey, hey, and, and while we're here, I suppose I might as well bring up the fact that Rey Mysterio is working through contract signings or, or did finally sign a contract with WWE and will be appearing on air shortly. And the rumor and speculation has it he will be Randy Orton's next victim. Victim. Vixum? Yes. Vixum. He's a vixen. Wow. <laughs> so does this mean Randy Orton's legend killer character is back? Ah, uh, no, because yeah. Randy Orton is, is a legend at I this know, point. but he's still killing people who were legends before him. I think it's basically think... Randy Orton is is the guy that they have nothing to do with but know that he's a big name still and can put on good matches. So anytime they bring somebody in and they're like, meh, I don't want to spend time writing a story, they're just like, hey, we'll just put him with Randy. <laughs> I mean, God forbid we'd be creative. I, I, I definitely, I would love it if right now they literally said and brought back his legend killer gimmick. They should. They should. Uh, you know, what they do with Randy is I'm just blasé about. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the stuff. Um, yeah, I know, but if you would have went into this Jeff care. Hardy stuff saying he was going to kill his legend, don't you think you'd care a little bit more? Like, holy shit, this no. harkens back. I, I wouldn't know, because I was never into Randy Orton as the legend killer and Randy Orton kind of came about, I mean, like, I'm not a big Randy Mark because he just, he came about in the era I wasn't watching. Yeah, okay. That and makes by the time I got to him, he was already Blandy Orton, you know? Yeah. So, no, that, that's just me. I just, no, I don't have the, uh, I don't have the um, nostalgia of that. What I do hope they do with Rey Mysterio is if they are able to sign Bandito, which it looks like WWE's in talks with, it'd be great for Rey to be Bandito's kind of manager. Yeah. And give Bandito a rub. And then mm. also... Unfortunately, WWE will not be getting Pentagon Jr. Or his brother, Rey Phoenix. 
But that is not unfortunate at all, because those guys would be totally wasted in WWE. Ray yeah. Phoenix would yeah. maybe have a better chance, at least in 205 Live or something, but Pentagon, fuck no. Right. Yeah, they'd main roster him and then never do anything with him. Exactly. Yep, so good for them. I actually just watched them. I uh, watched my first MLW... Um, what is it? Not Explosion. MLW... Anyways, their, their weekly wrestling show. And I got to go? watch the, the Lucha Brothers on there. It was very good. It was a very good show. It's an hour. It goes by very well. Um, it's nice to hear Tony Schiavone in the announcer's booth again. I love Tony Schiavone's voice. Last week, and, uh, last week when it was still the summer of other... I was wanting to watch wrestling to the point I tuned in to weekly episodic episode of Ring of Honor, which was really just uh, 30 minutes of, of, of replays and then a 30-minute Iron Man match between Jay Lethal and some other young upstart. Nice. Yeah. It's good to get a little shake-up. So moving on, we went from a half-hour match that flew by to a 13-minute match that fucking seemed to drag for a half-hour, at least for me. We had the SmackDown Live women's title match. Becky Lynch beating the champion Charlotte Flair to get back the title that she wanted so badly. It's so amazing to me. WWE keeps trying to throw Lynch under the bus when it comes to the fans. The fans are not having it. She's so despicable. How could she turn on her friend like this? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because... Number one, because Charlotte just doesn't work as a face. You know, her father didn't work as a face until he was already a legend. It took him like 30 years being a heel. Yeah. To where people finally were like, yes, we like this guy only because we respect his legacy. Charlotte, to me, is not a really good face. She's a heel. People want her to be a heel. And uh, Becky Lynch, I, at least right now, she has that fucking... And I hate to say it, because you should never compare people to other wrestlers, Because, but she has that stone-cold aura about her. Everybody's saying that, man. I can't, yeah, I can't I know. blame you for it. I, well, that's why I don't want to say it. But I, I don't have a better... Thing it's you know but she was kind of the is, person. They're not they're not booking her like a Stone Cold. They're booking her to no. sound like a despicable human being, which they never did with Stone Cold until he had no, sided with Vince and the corporation. Yeah, and we all know how well that went. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're forcing her to be something she isn't. She is the anti Roman Reigns, basically. You know, everybody wants her to be a face, and they're trying to push her to be the despicable heel. Mm. She's the exact opposite of what Roman is. Roman was given all these main event pushes and given all these titles, and they want you to love him. Becky Lynch has been losing opportunities, and they haven't used her right, and they haven't given her titles, and people love her. She's the anti-Roman Reigns. I just want to know why WWE hasn't adopted simple psychology into their writing. If you want people to cheer for Roman Reigns, book him as a heel. Even if in your mind he's not a heel, he's a face, book it that way. You want people to boo Becky Lynch, book her as a face. You know? You know what I mean? People are going to do the opposite of what you try to accomplish. 
So if you book it the opposite of how you want people to react, you'll get the reaction you want. I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. But no, yeah. this match, there was really not much for us to talk about other than the fact that Becky Lynch actually pulled one out. Otherwise, we just discussed the similarities of their outfits and how it looked like they sat. <laughs> right. And, and to be fair, I did. I liked that she won. I'm, I'm not disparaging the ending. I liked the ending. I thought it was a good ending. I liked the fact that Charlotte went to shake her hand and Becky Lynch didn't shake it. Because that, that is a very stone cold thing to do. Yes. Stone cold wouldn't have, even as a face. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give the devil its due to other faces. She needs to shout to one of the ring hands to toss her some brews. She's Irish. Toss her some whiskey. There you go. <laughs> Smashes two glass bottles together over her head. And <laughs> right? She could be uh, like that picture of uh, Undertaker at Ric Flair's funeral. Just fucking double shot in the whiskeys. Have you seen that picture? Y yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's fucking Undertaker, Ric Flair, and Dennis Rodman, I believe. And Undertaker's just sitting there double-fisting some whiskeys. It's like, God damn. That, every picture I've seen from Ric Flair's wedding, just, it's like, God, that had to have been just an awesome party. Damn it, you just reminded me something I wanted to do that I didn't, and that was to... Set Get my married? profile picture as Ric Flair and his wife's first kiss as a married couple. Oh my god, that is Yum. just disgusting. Yum. Came up disgusting. in one of my Facebook groups. So you're fapping to pictures of Ronda Rousey and this you comes can... up. I said, <laughs> I always finish something I start. <laughs> I love how in the picture you can see him literally sucking her soul out. Oh yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's her tongue. I thought it was her soul. Uh, I, I mean... It's probably both. That's the Could portal be. to the soul, isn't it? The tongue. Um, I thought it was the eyes, but sure, we'll say tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought tongue was the portal to the butthole. Well, the butthole little, is the portal to some shit. A little, uh, a little analangus there. Analangus. Sounds like a like name me. you'd name your kid if you grew up in the south. <laughs> I want to meet somebody named Analangus. <laughs> Dad said this is what I should have been. Yeah. Remember the old, uh, the old Colonel Angus skit from Saturday yes, Night Live? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love me some Colonel Angus. <laughs> Ma'am, I like it where it's hot and moist. Down I, south. I love Christopher Walken, man. His, yes. his sketches as the, God, what was it? The Bachelor or whatever? The Continental. The, the Continental. Yes, there you go. The Continental. Those were some <laughs> of my favorites. Would you like to join me for some uh, champagne? Champagne. <laughs> he was the original perv. He's probably where I got Tommaso Champagne from. <laughs> to be completely honest. Give credit oh. to the master. Right. Christopher Walken. Just a just a hero. May he rest in peace. But I, I'm the J-Man. <laughs> oh, 
moving on, more title matches. This, this, I will say, this had a lot of title matches. This had a lot of matches that they wanted you to think were important. Yeah. Um, whether they were yes. or not, I don't know. But we've seen the team of Ziggentire, or Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Or the Dogs of War. Or the Dogs of War. Is that what they're calling them now? Yeah, that's what they've been calling them since they paired up with, uh, with Strowman. Strowman. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't even notice that during week, the pay-per-view. you're like, yeah, because Michael Cole called them Dogs of War. Oh, they yeah. They played yeah, the yeah. package at the pay-per-view, and Strowman was the one to break the name to the world. Dogs yeah, of which is, War. Again, a very un-Strowman thing, too. They really they don't know what to do with Strowman, either. They don't know what to do with 50% of their roster right now. And no. they, maybe it's because they have too many people. They're oversaturated. That could be the problem. They have the the best roster they've probably ever had. But yeah, that's, 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 that's a problem. And that's something I called years ago when they started signing all these amazing people. I'm like, well, nobody's going to get used the way they should be. Or at least yeah, most not of everybody. Aren't. Yeah, you can't have a pay-per-view of all main event matches that are the best match. It's just impossible. That's not how life works. You, you could. You could do it once. Yeah. One time. One time only. For the first time ever. <laughs> Main event, um, the pay-per-view. Not so to this be one's uh, with that weekly TV show nobody watches. Right. <laughs> so this one saw the old War Dogs oh beating my God. the old They should do a Shield Main heads. event, the pay-per-view. Book it or, like, bill it to be the biggest thing ever, and then it's just all the people who don't normally and make it And it's Curtis Axel and, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> Kurt Hawkins and... That would be great. <laughs> and then don't call it main event the pay-per-view. Call it something like main event the movie. <laughs> main event the event. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a, a pay-per-view. It's an event. Am I? Uh, That's what they are now anyways. They're special events. Am I, am I hitting far from the mark here, though, when I say this is possibly the best match of the entire night? Um, no, no, going into this, I, I will say I walked out with this being the best match of the night. When it came on, it was the best match of the night up to that point. And, and Orton Hardy was a, 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 a hard one to take down. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, the, the Shield versus the Dogs of War definitely was the best match of the night. It had the action. It had the storytelling, the psychology. It had the moves. It had uh, you actually cared. You know, this oh, was the one best of them part of that... the match. The best part of the match was after the finish, when Drew McIntyre literally carried Dolph Ziggler out of the arena. <laughs> right, <laughs> like a, like a wee lad. <laughs> that was great. It's a metaphor for his entire career in WWE so far. The second greatest part of the match was when Renee Young on commentary said, Dean sure does want a piece of this pie. <laughs> We're like, I bet he does, but let's just get back to the match, ma'am. Right. <laughs> Leave the home stuff at home, Renee. All I heard this week, too, is more stuff about how Renee Young is just a shitty announcer. Really? Yeah. Wow, I guess I haven't uh, watched. Obviously, I haven't watched the TV, but I thought she did a great job uh, last um, last Sunday. I haven't. I haven't hated it. 
I haven't loved it, but she hasn't earned that spot yet. Takes time. I guess if you want to look at it, you know, compare and contrast, she's taken over for Cole. Is she really worse than Cole? Or not Cole, I mean for a coach. <laughs> yeah. Is she really worse than coach? Well, she's worse than coach when he used to be in WWE. <laughs> that would surprise not, me. Not that I don't think you can count that now because coach now in WWE is nothing like coach back then. No. But, you know what? Give, give her time. Yeah. And she's going to be different, you know? And she should be different. She shouldn't try to sound like everybody right. else. She should be her own voice. That's the only way it's going to work in the long run. It took, you know, it took Cole, Michael Cole, years oh, to yeah. be good. It took, uh, you know, Jerry Lawler. It <laughs> took a while for me to like his commentary. A lot of guys. It takes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Yeah, give her some time. Matt, I think Matt Stryker. Be. Matt Stryker I thought was awful, and now I really enjoy his commentary. So, yeah. Let's just say they, they, they could they could have worse. They could have worse. Could be Mike Adamley. I don't even don't know who that is. Be thankful. <laughs> he, was the guy, he was the guy that called, uh, that called Brother Nero Jeff Harvey a while ago. <laughs> Jeff Harvey. <laughs> he was just off. He was just awful. Uh, Go to YouTube and look up a couple Mike Adam Lay WWE and you'll just fucking either laugh and or shake your head. All right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what more to say about this match other than it's just if you were if you didn't watch the pay-per-view and you were only going to go back and watch one match. This is the match. Which is sad because this is a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and it wasn't a Hell in a Cell match. Um, this is one where I, I would almost think, wow, it would have been great to have him in a Hell in a Cell, but this match was so amazing, I almost think maybe the Hell in a Cell would have hampered it, yeah. so I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, you don't necessarily need weapons in a match with these guys. No. And I mean, you still Plus, got your big spot from these guys later yeah, on. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, you and I were on the same track there. You still got it anyways. Moving on next is probably my biggest disappointment oh, yeah, of the by night. By the way, going so far in the pay-per-view, it is tied up at two and two. Yeah, we, we were like really neck and neck through this whole pay-per-view, and it was just Pasty's ignorance that maybe cost him in the long run. Or not, arrogance, not ignorance. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, it should have ended in a tie, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, yeah, so... WWE title match, AJ Styles defended his championship against Samoa Joe. Now, when I say this is my biggest disappointment of the night, this was not a bad match. It wasn't like their first match, though. Yeah, these two can have much better matches. And obviously, the way this ended, this isn't their last match, so it shouldn't be their best match. They should hold back, so I, I get that. I, I understand why it was. The thing is, but people I'm... are really starting to shit on AJ Styles right now. Well, maybe, like, internet complainers, but I don't think anybody's walking away from AJ who was down with isn't, AJ from isn't the Isn't everybody an internet complainer? Seems like it. I am. I am. <laughs> Obviously. But some people just want to complain. They're calling him the mid-card champion, which I'm like, what? 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 Well, that's that's how he's being booked. He is being booked as the mid-card champion for sure. Well, I guess this match is in the middle of the card. 
<laughs> the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> I I would agree with that, that he's the mid-card champion, but I don't think it has anything to do with AJ Styles. I think it has to do with Vince or the Bookers or or. Yeah, it's all Booker's it fault. Damn it, Damn Booker it, T. Chucky, ducky, quack, quack. But no, this was a this was a good match. It wasn't even a bad match. It was a good match. I just know both these guys can do better. That being said, I absolutely loved the ending. I thought the ending was fan fucking tastic. Um, for anybody who didn't see it and doesn't know, at the very end, Samoa Joe had AJ Styles in the Coquina clutch, and AJ kind of pushed backwards and rolled back trying to get out of it. And as he did that, Samoa Joe's arm or shoulders were on the ground, and shoulders. the ref starts. As soon That's as debatable. the ref I went, I went to back the other and side, Samoa Joe's shoulder is technically off of the ground. See, I went back and watched right it, side. and I, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. I went back and watched it after you said that, and I didn't see it. But it is possible. But either way, it doesn't matter. Even if Samoa Joe's shoulders both are on the ground. The ref goes to to count, and he gets to one, two, and before he can hit three, AJ Styles is tapping out. And Joe can feel it because AJ's tapping on Joe mm -hmm. when he's tapping out because that's just where his arm is. His arm's all, you know, octopused up in this coquina clutch, so he can't tap anywhere else. So he's tapping, and Joe feels it. So Joe thinks he wins when the ref calls for the bell, but the ref had counted his shoulders down. Um, his shoulder might have been up, but it doesn't even matter. Even if both shoulders were down, AJ tapped before Joe oh, got yeah. pinned three. So either way, Joe technically should have won the match. But, you know, WWE likes to pick and choose when ref's decision is final. And on this day and age, apparently ref's decision is final. The real stinger here lost. is at the end of this match, I realized they're booking Styles and Joe... Just like Styles and Nakamura without dick kicks. Right. We can't yeah. get a definitive finish. No. And that's... I mean, that's good storytelling it, as long as they do it right. It's good for the story. But, I mean, with this being the first rivalry for Styles after Nakamura, is this really the way you want to take it? Yeah, you don't want him to be pigeonholed. Yeah. One thing I do kind of like and um, is that WWE isn't making this like a uh, a pass versus pass. Like, you know, you, you and I and everyone knows that Samoa Joe and AJ Styles have been rivals and friends about as long as they've been wrestling. Oh, yeah. But WWE isn't pushing that agenda. They're pushing the family agenda and I, I like that they're doing that they have a they have a story right there written for them that was written by AJ and Joe a long time ago mm. but they went that route with with um, KO and Sami Zayn we've seen it it's been done and I think it would have worked here but I really love this whole Samoa Joe you know the um, when I watched the pay-per-view was the first time I seen the storybook skit and I seen some people be like eh, that's too cartoony for Joe and some people are like no that's perfect it's perfect I, I lean that it's perfect. It was very psychological. It was very psychotic. Mm -hmm. It was very... I loved it when he turned the page and it's Joe and, and um, AJ's wife and kid. It's like, oh my God. I, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I popped for that. I thought it was great. 
yeah, I'm loving it. I, I'm just hoping we get something out of this. And that it doesn't just I keep going so. to no decision. I, I hope mean, we end up getting two, cl at least two classic matches out of this. What do you have to do? What, what is the next match going to be what we all want and make it a submission match? Well, the next match um, is already announced to be a... Um, is it a fall? No holds barred, falls count anywhere match. Ah. Which to me is fucking stupid yeah. because... A no holds barred falls count anywhere match wouldn't have saved the ending of this match. When you add a stipulation, right. it should be because of what got screwed up. I mean, so it like didn't you help said, the a hell in a cell main event. <laughs> no. <laughs> so a submission match, if if it was a submission match, then Joe couldn't have been accidentally pinned because you can't pin in a submission match. So that would make sense. Okay, it's a submission match. It's the calf crusher versus the coquina clutch. Go. Something like that, but a, a no-holds-barred false count anywhere, you could still have him in a cocaine clutch, get rolled over, and get pinned while he's tapping. The exact, And we've seen that. What? Um, and I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet what their next match is going to be at Super Showdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's my bet. It ends in some fucky way. We don't have a result. Here comes Survivor Series. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe are going to be in the same team at Survivor Series, and they're going to try to push this whole thing till WrestleMania without a fucking definitive result. Uh, I really hope not. I could see it, but I really hope not. I could very see it. That being said, I do want to state right now. They knew when they started this that this is a money feud, and they probably should oh, have started is. it later. But I, I'm going to say right now, come Survivor Series... All I want is one match that has five SmackDown mid-card guys versus five Raw mid-card guys, and yeah. that's the only the fucking don't cross. don't get the pay-per-view light. Yeah, that's the only time I want to see Raw versus SmackDown. I don't want to see champion versus champion. I don't want to see this person versus that person. I want just one fucking Survivor Series match that has Raw versus SmackDown, and, and they don't, nobody else touches each other. It's not going to happen. Mm -mm. That's what I want. Oh, Overall, okay. yeah, this was a good match. The The end was a little fucky. The end is kind of why I titled the episode why I titled the episode. <laughs> One fall for all, because God damn it, we deserve it. <laughs> so about halfway through this, if we're not even counting the pre-show, I think there's been two great matches... One good match and one bad match. So, so far, it's, it's it's on the upper side, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Then we have... <laughs> <laughs> then we have what was just doomed from the start to begin with. Yep. And, it's, and it's still just a reality TV match. And it's... You know how it's you so said stupid, AJ, AJ Joe is just AJ Nakamura? I never well, expected Brian and Miz's rivalry to be... To fuel their own individual reality TV shows. Well, if it's AJ sickening. Styles versus Samoa Joe is just a copy of AJ Styles versus Nakamura, Miz and Maurice versus Brian and Bella is just a copy of Miz and Maurice versus Cena and Bella. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing with the same point as just to get ratings for e-network shows. Um, this was bad, and it was bad because of Maurice and Bree. I'm Just call a spade a spade. Yeah. 
It was bad because of Maurice and Bree. Uh, mostly Maurice. Maurice just did the chicken shit heel thing where she just didn't want to fight. She didn't want to wrestle. She ran around. She avoided everything. At one point, Daniel and, and Bree did the Miz kicks together on Miz and Maurice. And then I believe, I don't even remember how it happened, but somehow Maurice rolled up Brie Bella, and then they tried to say she was pulling the trunks, which she wasn't, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, the match some... ended how I called it, just with opposite results. I thought Brie Bella was going to get the pin on Maurice while Daniel Bryan and the Miz were doing their own thing. It's... Right. I mean, I guess if you're using this feud to push the E Network shows and Miz and Maurice has a new show, whereas Total Bells has been out for a while, you probably want to push Miz and Maurice just to get people to be like, oh, I should watch their show. If you think people right. are that stupid and that's the way people work. But I think uh, it works. I think every I think every girlfriend slash wife who's kind of, this is in the background while the husband is watching that she doesn't like wrestling, but she's just there and they see this shit. I think it, it brings more viewers to E! Entertainment. I, I think it does. And it, for that being the case, it's a success for E! It's a, it's a success for E! And it's a success for WWE as a conglomerate entity. Yeah. For pro wrestling fans and for WWE product... I think it's a lose. But, you know, yeah, that's what we had there. Yep, yep. I didn't have a lot of fun with this match. I didn't care. I mean, 13 minutes, it was one of the shorter matches on the pay-per-view, which is probably what it should have been. But yep. Yeah, it probably went the right amount of time. It could have even probably went shorter, but that's all right. For the fact that the pay-per-view didn't go extremely long, I was happy about. And then this week, this I, I do believe Maurice announced she will not be on SmackDown Live shows going forward. She's heading to Raw, where supposedly she's going to be fighting Nikki Bella. Yeah. So she just goes from a Bella to a Bella. Yep. Uh, so moving on, we have probably the most polarized, well, other than the main event, probably the most polarizing match on this card. The Raw Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey successfully defended her championship against Alexa Bliss, winning with her uh, armbar submission. In my opinion, Pasty, this was the second best match of the night. Um, I've heard some people that just hate it and didn't like it at all. I've heard other people that say it was the best match of the night. So this one's very polarizing. I guess it depends on what you're looking yeah, for, Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. Because if you're looking at just Ronda Rousey as a character, she's definitely showing improvement in every match she's in. Uh, she sold rib injuries this match from the time it started to the time it finished. And that was great. Her facial expressions... As you put it, I love Rousey's facials. And I asked you if you'd pay $7 for them. I don't think I got a response. But I thought I thought I did. Maybe not. Could have been. Ha, but, ha, uh, ha. Well, no, maybe not because I was I I put my phone down and like I wasn't doing anything on my phone. I was like glued to this match when this match was on. Yeah. There were three matches. It was the tag match, the AJ Joe match and Ronda Rousey where I didn't even touch my phone barely and I was just watching. Yeah, no, this was it was it was good on the end of building Rousey's character. It was bad 
because before she even fully locked in the arm bar, Bliss was already tapping out. Right. I did think she tapped out a little too early, but I also think she was supposed to kind of immediately tap out as if, like, they're really trying to protect this armbar finish of hers. Yeah. Like, they're trying to make it the finish. And then and then um, they play, the thing I don't like is, like, they play Ronda up as all smiles before the match, and then that, that spot at the end where Bliss grabbed her by the face, and then she, like, did, hulked out in rage. I just... <laughs> I don't like that. I don't. I don't know why. I guess I, I like it in the ring, but I agree that they they need to change her out of ring persona a little bit. Yeah. I think they can keep that in ring persona of hers. Yeah. And tweak the out of ring persona. And, and I don't know. Maybe this also harkens to the whole I don't like the fact that they put makeup on Ronda Rousey because she doesn't need it. And maybe if she just didn't have smeared makeup all over her face while she was doing the screaming Hulk out thing. Well, at least this time they, they put very minimal makeup on her. They had a little bit of the uh, Roddy Piper orange eyeshadow. Yeah. And and that was about it. I didn't notice her. Like, she definitely didn't have that crazy flaring shit she had at the last <laughs> right, one. Right, I mean, I was I, I was think, happy about that. I just think she doesn't I thought need it at all. And why? I thought Alexa did a great job of putting Ronda over. I think... I think, honestly, out of every match on this card, this one had the best storytelling involved. I thought so. I'd still um, lean more told a complete Jeff story. And Jeff and Orton, yeah, I don't know what Other their story the is. It felt like it was kind of, it felt like it was cut short, even though it was the longest match of the night. <laughs> right. Yeah. But either way, I, I give this one myself an A+. But if nothing else, the people that say it's a horrible match, I think they're just uh, I think they're just Ronda haters. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a horrible match by any kind. No, I don't think it was terrible. It was better end of the night, but I, I, I wouldn't call it my number two even, I don't think. Well, I'm glad you're not calling it shit. That makes me happy. Then we have the... I guess what you can call the main event. We had Roman Reigns defending his championship against Braun Strowman in Hell in a Cell. Is that even what happened in this match? Because it, it didn't really seem like this match was about them very much. This match wasn't about them at all. Man, I mean, it was really, I thought it was good in the beginning. I thought it was really cool, especially the part where Roman Reigns is, like, running around the outside of the ring to get build up speed for the spear, and he comes around the corner, and Braun just throws stairs at his face. I love that. Right. It was and it was, was okay. For, for a Hell in a yeah. Cell match, it was okay. Even the short amount that we got where it was Reigns versus Strowman, though, I just thought with it being Reigns versus Strowman, I wanted just a, a, a big... A big beast battle. Yeah. And I didn't feel... I thought we got more of a big beast battle with Orton and Jeff than we got between these two. Yep. But I think, you know, that's WWE booking. You have to differentiate the two matches. So Orton-Jeff is your more hardcore match. This is more of your standard Hell in a Cell. Kind of. Because it wasn't. Nah. By the end, it was not. It, but No, it wasn't. But that was, I think, it the was, mentality going into it. Uh, 
I just felt we could have used more brawling. Yeah. I don't think there was enough brawling. My biggest fucking complaint is is both men are down in the ring. Ooh, here comes Ziggler and McIntyre. Ooh, here comes Seth and Dean. Ooh, they're going to fight all over the outside of the cell and climb to the top of the cell and climb down from the cell and go through the tables. And guess what? The entire 10 minutes that this is going on, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman are taking a nap in the ring. Like, what? Don't they forget, moved this, is, <laughs> this is Roman Reigns, who at one point took, what, five uh, F5s to keep down? Yeah. And this is Braun Strowman, who came back a week after going through a trash compactor. <laughs> Those two men were down for 10 minutes because of a, a fucking, what, a double spear or something stupid I like that? I don't even know what happened, actually, that put him down in the ring. Uh, what happened was their cue to fucking lay down came. Yeah. That's what fucking happened. It was pathetic. It really hurt both. Uh, this match hurt both Roman and Braun. First of all, because of what you just said, they were out for 10 minutes there laying there. Then I'm going to fast forward and we can skip back again. But then the return of Brock Lesnar came, which so now in WWE, both Kevin Owens and Brock Lesnar quit and returned for no reason. Cool. Whatever. Great storytelling. Um, and uh, he came down. He busted in the cage. Now, this is where I'm going to give this match. It's it's probably its only plus. I'll give it two pluses. Brock climbed the fucking door of the cage up to the ring. That was fucking... He looked like an animal. He broke the door in and it leaned up against the ropes and he climbed it. Instead of hopping up on... Instead of walking around it and hopping up onto the apron, he just climbed the fucking door like a beast. That was cool. Um, and then he F5'd the guys and then... It, he... They just laid there then. He F5'd them after they were already just laying there. And they just laid there. We didn't really have a reason for Brock to F5 the guys. Other than, I mean, he's the former champion. Hey, he looks good with that beard. <laughs> he, and he, hey, he slimmed down a lot. You can tell he's getting into right. UFC shape. You mean he's he was stopping a lot less juice? Thick. That was code Cut, for stopping juice, the yes. juice. <laughs> But it's, it just... It really marred both Reigns and Strowman, made them look weak. So, Pacey, let's go back to the four men who had nothing to do with this match but was what this match was about. You had your Dogs of War and you had your Shield. Okay, so first of all, I, I said it while you and I were, were talking back and forth. I thought it was fucking lame that the spot happens. but The only spot happens between two guys who aren't even in a Hell in a Cell match. That's fucking lame. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say the was, spot was cool. It was cool, a little on the disappointing end because we, we wanted I mean, to we see had a just, match between these two guys and just let it be that. Yeah, and we had we, just seen this, I mean, what, four, three, four years ago is the exact same spot that Ambrose and Rollins did back when they were feuding. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen that exact same spot, like verbatim. One thing I will give these guys credit for, these fuckers didn't have a crash pad underneath. Holy shit. That surprised me. Yeah. I think I even said when, when I was uh when I was talking to you, I was like, oh shit. The, oh, and that really gave it away. The the arm and foot holes were only on one side of the yep, cage. Yep. 
kind of stupid. But I was like, so you know they got airbags over there. Fuck, there were no airbags. Those guys went through the hard way. <laughs> this ain't no fucking Ziggler, Shane McMahon Ziggler pretending to take a, a bump. finding those footholes on his way down, too. He had to move. <laughs> he was. He moved over to the next set. Like, are they here? Where are they? I can't fucking find them. The thing that kind of bothered me the most is... They, they, they made the cell red, which was cool. I liked it. It wasn't as hard to see yeah. through as I thought it might be. It was I don't fine. I complain about the red. But about the time they got on top of the cell, you could totally tell that the cell was like, it might have been aluminum cage, but it was completely dipped in red plastic, and it looked like they were playing at a kid's play place. Like the picture on Facebook, yeah, on beefsticks.com, exactly. facebook.com, beefsticks.com. But it's that thick plastic coating on the cage. And, I mean, it's okay. Which is which is good, especially if... Pretend it's yeah, if devastating. You're, well, and if you're climbing a cage, it cuts into your hand. I mean, these are 300-pound, 250-pound men climbing well, these cages. Well, I mean, cages. it didn't help Randy Orton It rips Orton into any. your hand less. That was fucking kendo stick there, I'm pretty sure. Was it a kendo that ripped I, off his skin? I... I think that was that fucking shattered kendo stick that just fucking splintered into a million pieces is what I think it was. Okay. I, I could be wrong. I don't I don't know. I don't yeah, it could have been it could have been anything in that fucking match. Uh-huh. <laughs> it could have been a screwdriver, I don't know. Fuck and then AJ was bleeding during his mouth or bleeding from his mouth during his match with Joe. That was cool. Yeah, I mean those guys were throwing I it, again, this is where when two guys who are friends in real life fight they seem to just really be able to go at each other oh, yeah. more. These guys were throwing real haymakers. I mean, they were fucking punching each yep. other. Just fucking punching. So, yeah, there was, there was a decent amount of blood. For the fact that we barely get any blood nowadays, and especially Helena Cell recently has been notorious for not having any blood, it was cool to see that we got a little extra blood and some flesh. Yes. Uh, and some ear holes. So, and then, uh, yeah, and we had a no contest in a Hell in a Cell, which by rules isn't even possible. This was on the the 10, the 20 year contest when Mick Foley came off the side of the cell. The 20 year anniversary of Mick Foley dying (laughs) in the ring and still going on. You know, the 20 year anniversary of fucking Mick Foley coming backstage and apologizing to Undertaker because they weren't able to do the thumbtack spot with thumbtacks in him (laughs) (laughs) because he was so fucking out of it he didn't even know he did the thumbtack spot. You watched Foley's special after the pay-per-view too then? I did. It was okay. I wanted it to be better, but it was good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Foley talking. You, You get what you expect, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked it better than Holy Foley. Let's just fucking say that. <laughs> so at this point, we were tied 3-3. So we really did pour in this pay-per-view, Pasty. Mm-hmm. We, you and I did pour in, in a in an eight-match pay-per-view. We, neither one of us even made it halfway there. Well, you did. Well, kind of. You so well, this is where the contra- This is where the controversy. Even Beef Sticks has controversy. Yes. We did a Foley takes a bump or Foley doesn't take a bump. I said Foley is not cleared to take bumps. The son of a bitch can't walk. You said, why else would they have Foley there? Of course he's going to take a bump. You're really stretching the fucking word bump by trying to say him getting maced with... (laughs) I'm not. Okay, so what? Did you... You got to look really close. 
really close oh <laughs> at the thing in Paul Heyman's hand. It is knockoff mace, and it's called bump. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to say he just took a hit of crack or something beforehand <laughs> and he got a bump. <laughs> Son of a bitch took a bump. I said, there's photos of smoking crack. Bump. <laughs> yeah. So he he fell on his ass though. That's where I say he took a fucking bump. He fell on his ass with those new hips. I I honestly I don't think I have to make much of an argument for this. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Foley took a bump. Listeners, Not what you would take to our Facebook today and tell Fat <laughs> Mac Pasty White one. <laughs> All in all, though, I mean, ending the pay-per-view, three and three, I like that. I like when neither it's one good. of us get close to all the matches, right? Cause that yeah, well, and we were and we were neck and neck the whole yeah. way. Like, it started off the pre-show, I, I went ahead, but that's fine. But then going down there, I mean, by the second match of the main event, we were tied all the way up until, um, up until Miz and, and Daniel ended. So we had a good four matches in there in a row out of eight. So there, half the damn time we were completely tied. Now, do we do we even take a moment to talk about Brock Lesnar and how he smashed half of a table into a tiny piece and kept smashing it <laughs> over these two <laughs> in the ring? That's you know the the smaller the piece of wood is, the harder That's it is to break it on somebody. <laughs> yeah, that is commitment. I will say that that was commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, hey, did uh, did 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 Brock or Heyman come out on Monday and say anything? Um, I think so. See, <laughs> nothing of importance. The summer of other is over, and the one fall for all has begun. But yes. This week I was like, coming off of Hell in a Cell, I was pretty pretty cheesed off about it. And so I, I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. I can watch Raw now. I'm going to watch Raw, but I'm going to watch it in the background while I'm doing other things. So I just paid attention Great. to the bits and pieces I wanted to. Um, I think Heyman was there. Something. Because it was announced that Strowman, Reigns, and Brock are going in oh, a triple threat. Oh, yeah. At, at and that's showdown. at the Crown Jewels. Is that, Crown, is that Jewels. Crown Jewel? See, it's Man, too you can't difficult. get them straight, can you? You plan one event at a time so we know what matches are on what card. God damn it. To be, you know what, and to be fair, um, I was taking a shower this morning, and in the middle of my shower, I was like, oh, fuck, we got to do predictions for Super Show because that's this Sunday. And then I was like, oh, shit, no, we get another week. So we at least okay. get one week in between. Ooh. And then Almost it's Super Show, and then it's... Evolution, and then it's Crown Jewels, and then I think we get another week or two, and then it's Survivor Series already. Yep. Like, son of a bitch. Uh, so all in all... All in? Uh, I've seen I've seen worse Hell in a Cell pay-per-views by far. Oh, yeah. Especially but my personal opinion of this one is I'm, I'm, I'd give it a... If, if we're going out of... Ten. We're going out of 10. 10. If we're going out of 10, I'm giving this a five. I actually know. 
I'm going to give it a four because I'm going to take extra points off for the ending. It's like it a movie where a great up. movie. Yeah. And, and uh, even other when the ref called the match off, you still thought we were going to get another spot. And then they quickly cut the pay-per-view off altogether. And then, yeah, and then Very all of a sudden fast. everybody booed and said bullshit in the ring and they snapped yep, that off. Like, we're done. But luckily, there's fan footage of all of the fucking just echoing boos and bullshit chants. Yeah, they sure cut that feed quick as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to say the three-hour, 45-minute time was okay with me. Yeah. If they kept that going forward, it's better than four hours. I like I like expecting to not be done till 10 and getting done early. It's kind of nice. A, a surprise ending, yeah. So you're not sure exactly when it's going to yeah. end. I kind of dig that. Yeah, that's one thing um, I used to always hate, watching the, the shows on TV or watching the pay-per-view live and knowing it ends at a certain time. You can pretty much right. call the match due to how many minutes are left in the show. So if you had to rank it 1 through 10, where would you put it? I'm sticking with what I said uh, on Sunday, and I'm going to say it's a 6 out of 10. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I can see that. I can see 6 out of 10 for sure. They made some They made some really big mistakes, but there was some great matches that helped hold it above water. Uh... I feel like Joe and Styles and Miz and Maurice and Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, those two matches should have been switched around. That's my biggest complaint about the night. You mean just in the order the that they aired? Going the way they should have. Oh. Okay. Or, or yep. even better, put round Razorandi Alexa Bliss. You call her Rouserandi. <laughs> Sorry. It's the morning time. No, I loved it. Rouserandi. Where, where Styles and Joe was, and then put Styles and Joe, and then Miz and Maurice, Daniel Bryan, Brie Bella, as your piss break match, because everybody knows that that's what that is. I would agree with that. Yeah, you could definitely put that as, as the piss break match. Mm. Either way, uh, Styles Joe deserved to be one spot up the card more. I think they, they felt, I, I honestly think they put it there because they thought that they were going to try to keep the middle up, but, but Ziggler, Ziggler McIntyre, Rollins, yeah, and Ambrose yeah, did yeah. that. You didn't you didn't need Joe Styles. As a matter of fact, Styles and Joe being after that match probably took away from Styles and Joe some. Oh, for sure. We just seen such an amazing match mm. that, yeah, oh, 100% it took away from that. 100%. And no Elias spot on this pay-per-view. No, a lot of people spot on this pay-per-view. It was very disappointing. Very disappointing, a lot of the people we didn't get. But like you said, that's where, now that we're having, we don't have separate pay-per-views, you're not going to get them. Right. We said it when they did it. We said it from the beginning. The, it's going to kill the mid-card guys. It's gonna, it, not even the mid-card, the lower, the lower main event guys, you know? Yeah. It's, it's killing them. And then a quick recap of what I saw on Monday Raw, because you didn't watch and I half-assed did, was it started with Roman Reigns coming to the ring and talking about how he got the Raw deal and da-da-da, the match didn't end right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Baron Corbin comes down to the ring, says, you know what? Last night you were beat down. You're just a hurt, sad dog. And tonight, you are going to have a match. And it's going to be versus me. And that was pretty great. And I was excited for that. And then I kind of tuned out on the rest of the show and came back at the main event. 
And just before the main event, Corbin tells the ref backstage he wants him to call a fair match right down the middle. Just because he's acting general manager of Raw doesn't mean it should be called off by any means. Just call it right down the middle. And he says, yes, sir. He's like, no. What? No. Don't call me sir. Call me acting general manager of Monday Night Raw. And so you could tell right there his ego is playing into place, whatever. Right. Uh, so the match starts, and they're going at it, whatever. Corbin's not going to win, so he throws a chair at Roman Reigns. Boom, right in the face. Match was ended a disqualification, but he's like, nope, nope. I'm restarting this match as a no disqualification match. Restarts the match. Uh, (laughs) 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 Anyways, it winds up being Ziggler and McIntyre come down to the ring. Um, No, Strowman comes down to the ring first. Strowman comes down to the ring and starts interfering what you would expect when it's called a no disqualification match everybody's beating up Roman Reigns and then Ziggler yep. McIntyre wind up down and then Dolphin er, yeah. <laughs> Dean and Seth wind up down <laughs> it was just a fun way to end the night and I can't tell you how the match ended because I don't really remember but I like the way that Corbin is playing his his general manager character. I like the fact that he's abusing his power, and I like the fact that the guy can compete. And it was fun, I, fun way to end in, Raw. You know, I haven't been watching, but I just I think most people would agree with me that we just don't need any more heel authority figures. We could go a good year. Two years without heel authority but I mean, figures and he's be a fine. heel authority figure who still competes in matches. Yeah, that's all of them. That's all of them. No, not really. We don't care. We don't care. When it was Steph and it was Shane, they were in the pay-per-views and they were competing in matches. When it's oh yeah, when yeah. It's an, and, any and wrestler. The, the main event on Raw was for whoever wins is in the triple threat. It was for the okay. championship. So, yeah. Yeah. And whoever won was in the triple threat. Obviously, Roman Reigns is going to come out on top, and he did. Yeah, there's no question about that, then. Which is fine. But just a thought. Oh. I, I, you can't expect to see Corbin in a triple threat with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. He's not at that level yet. No. No. They could get him there, but he's definitely not. Although I was kind of surprised to see Elias thrown into a big match coming up at that super show. Lashley and Cena versus Elias and Owens. Which just seems like a weird mishmash of people. Like Maybe there's a storyline there somewhere. I don't know. But Bobby Lashley and John Cena versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Like two on one? It's like, oh. No, Bobby Lashley and John Cena versus Elias and Kevin Owens. I don't hear who you're saying before John Cena, and either time you're saying it, it cuts out. Why aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Bobby Lashley. Okay. (laughs) 
Damn. <laughs> you know how WWE Just, I mean, with their shows, guys. Apparently, Bobby Lashley matters so little that we can't even get his name across to one another on the show. Right? Don't put him on there. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like a hodgepodge of wrestlers, just for no reason. Oh, man. But it is what it is. I hope Kevin Owens and Elias win. I hope they do something with Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. That could be a really good team. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. They brought back Lashley, they brought back Benjamin, and they haven't done shit right with either one of them. Nope. I forgot fucking Shelton Benjamin was back. I don't even know what the fuck he's I doing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's not with What's-His-Face anymore. Gable. No, because Gable is teaming with uh, somebody. Else. Oh, Bobby Roode, yeah. right? Isn't it yep. Roode and Gable? Yep. Which is an interesting pair. I don't think, I mean, I don't know that it's going to help either of them, but it's an interesting pair. It is um, so we do have some news we could get into, Pasty. Yeah, we can actually get into some news this week. There's been, yeah, quite a few weeks we haven't even been able to touch on news, but... Uh, and some big news is here, some big news. So I, I do want to start out with um, what could be the biggest news this week. Ed Nordholm and Scott Diamore of Impact Wrestling had a meeting with top WWE officials in Stamford, Connecticut. Now, contrary to initial reports, WWE actually set this meeting up not Impact Wrestling. And it seems like it's in hopes to further their current working relationship with Impact Wrestling. Now, there's a lot of rumors of what it could be. Uh, one of the reasons could be WWE interested in getting television deals to air the improved Impact Wrestling product on the WWE Network. That could mean a fresh new product to bring subscribers to the network or even lure some old subscribers back. And it would mean a consistent stream of income for Impact Wrestling and Anthem Entertainment as a whole. Now, of course, the big thing that was talked about when this first came out was about WWE and talks of buying Impact Wrestling, which those rumors come out about every three months or oh, so. Yeah. And according to Dave Meltzer, he has come out and said this was not about WWE being interested in purchasing either the video library or the company as a whole. If Meltzer's to believe and right. if he actually knows what's going on. They don't want to on. own the whole thing, just the soul. <laughs> just its soul. But this is, I mean, this is very interesting. This is very yeah. big news that they're actually meeting. Of course, and, this uh, would mean Impact has no grounds to work with Ring of Honor or New Japan anymore. Am I right? Well, probably not, but at the same time, they're already working with uh, Lucha Underground, AAA, and with, obviously, with WWE, and... Um, and I believe with MLW wrestling. So uh, yeah, it almost seems like even the indies are kind of getting into these kind of faction. War. I guess it are, there always has been, you know, back World in the day. World War Three happens in the wrestling ring, guys. You know, back in the day, um, WCW had a working relationship with, I believe, CMLL in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And with New Japan in Japan, where WWE would then work with AAA in Mexico, and with All Japan in Japan. So, I mean, there's always kind of been this. But yeah, the, you know, Ring of Honor and, and New Japan have been very vocal about their feelings of WWE, and WWE has gone out of its way to maybe do negativity towards them. Mm -hmm. 
where, you know, we already know that uh, WWE is working with Evolve and Gabe Sapolsky over in the West Coast. He's working, they're working with an, um, Insane Championship Wrestling ICW in over in England and doing a lot with them. And obviously they've been working with Impact Wrestling because they're because half of WWE's roster came from Impact or spent a good amount of time in Impact. Yeah. It's a interesting time it is, right it now. Is. It is. It's cool. It's cool to see because that was like one of my big complaints is WWE just seems totally in, uninterested in working with other promotions for the benefit of wrestling as a whole. And so to see this happening, that's that's pretty pretty top notch. But you know, if five, ten, maybe even just two years ago, you had asked me who would WWE be working with in the indies, I would have said Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. I would not have said Impact Wrestling slash TNA. Right, because they just wanted to see their world burn. But huh. T- times change. Let's let's hope for the best here. I mean, it probably won't come through at all odds are but it could be well, it could be really good if it does yeah we just i mean we don't even know what they went to talk about so i mean for all we know maybe it was just them renegotiating their deals with using um video from impact with some of their dvds maybe they got new upcoming dvds that they're making and they want to get some more footage from impact i mean it could be as simple as that yeah. they've already done that in the past so with the Hardys and with uh, who else did they do that with Kurt Angle? I don't remember. For sure the Hardys. Um, and then a little more Impact watch, news. Watch WWE start throwing their money around, and they're gonna get every other uh, indie wrestling promotion on WWE Network, and then they're gonna jump the network up to sixty bucks a month. Yeah, it'd almost be worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could watch all of it on the network, yeah, I'd pay sixty a month for it, or I'd pay you um, thirty bucks a month for it. <laughs> right? We'd split it. We'd split it. We got you, WWE. We got you. You know how to play your games. Uh, but good news for an Impact original, Abyss. Abyss Pasty has been announced as the next inductee into Impact Wrestling's Hall of Fame. Um, this kind of came as a surprise. Last year, there was no Hall of Fame. Obviously, last year was the first year that they had officially changed from TNA to Impact. And it kind of seemed like they were no longer going forward with the TNA Hall of Fame. But, hey, this year they've decided they are going to put in Abyss, who I think is is definitely worthy of it. Um, Abyss, whose real name is Christopher Parks, is the eighth inductee into the Hall of Fame pasty. He joins the likes of Sting, Kurt Angle, Team 3D, Jeff Jarrett, Earl Hebner, and Gail Kim. Most of those people are in WWE's Hall of Fame. Yeah, and this may surprise you that he is the very first TNA original to be in the Hall of Fame. With, which most people thought would be AJ Styles. More than that, though, he is also the first ever to never work for WWE. So even AJ wouldn't be able to say that. And Sting fucked that up with two matches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> two, two bad matches. Let's just get down yeah. to it. 
Exactly. Um, it was announced on Twitter yesterday, Pasty, that Park's induction ceremony will take place over Bound for Glory weekend, as it has in the past. So I'm excited for Bound for Glory. That's coming up in, I believe that's October, too. Woo! So that's one that we should probably make sure to oh, watch yeah. in the 75 other ones that are going to be going on. But Excited to see what Sammy Callahan's him. been up to. Sammy Callahan... I really is, think uh, I really oh, think uh, outside of outside of NXT and Gargano Ciampa, uh, Sammy Callahan and Pentagon Junior have the match of the year so far. In um, I was watching MLW oh Fusion is what it's called MLW Wrestling Fusion, and uh, Sammy Callahan is going to be taking on um, Jimmy Jacobs. They've got nice. a feud going on, so that's kind of cool. I'm excited for that. Very excited to see what those two do together. Pasty, you wanna you wanna you wanna take this next one here? I love the way you say it. <laughs> Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through. That's right, folks. Hurricane Florence made landfall over the last weekend on the east coast of the United States and wreaked havoc on the Atlantic coast. WWE. Ugh, God, I can't fucking talk this morning. Not scripted. Don't Too fucking early. Too early. <laughs> WWE icon Matt Hardy tweeted out thanks for everyone's well wishes and updated his Woken Warriors on his condition, stating that he and his family weathered the storm safely, but the Hardy compound was completely underwater. And there was a monumental amount of work to be done to restore his abode to its original state. Fortunately for the broken, woken universe, Hurricane Florence raised the waters of the Lake of Reincarnation to touch every inch of the compound so we can only assume that it will be restored to a magnificent former state of being within the next week. Current WWE superstar Scott Dawson was not so lucky as his home has been completely destroyed by the massive storm. So, yeah. Uh... Wishing the best for everybody on the East Coast dealing with this fucking hell of a storm. Ridiculous yeah, and amounts of rainfall. And Lots Fat Mac damage. has family over there in the uh, Carolinas and in Virginia, so... Yeah, it's been a rough one. And so to that... Half of every donation that we make on our Patreon this month will be sent to the victims of the hurricane. Yes. yes. Half of every donation that we make. Yeah. Yes. And speaking of the Hardys, um, I was just flabbergasted with this next one, Pasty. A reflective Jeff Hardy was a guest on Lillian Garcia's Chasing Glory podcast recently. I always recently. forget she has a podcast. Yeah, I... She bores me. She's got a beautiful voice, but meh. But in this this interview here, he Jeff opened up about his history with substance abuse, but he said something that really took me aback, Pasty, and I was shocked to read. He said, and I quote... I haven't stopped drinking. I stopped drinking and driving, but I haven't stopped drinking completely, so I do still drink. You can drink, just don't do it again, and that's one thing. 
I'm never doing any kind of driving if it's one drink or whatever. He just he, he pays for a driver now. I don't drive at yeah, all. Yeah, why not? I'm drunk right now. <laughs> Naturally, I don't I drink as much. I in the hell in a cell? Drunk. <laughs> he said, naturally, he doesn't drink as much, saying, I mainly like to drink before I sing now. It's one of those things I need to go over because I know I don't need it, but still in my mind, I'm going, I just need it. I'm so nervous. I've done a few times without it, and they've been fine, but I always feel like it's a little better drinking, and I know that's shallow or whatever. As far as that, it is in total control, and sadly, the DUI helped me with that. You don't have to stop completely. You're not that kind of person. You can control this, and I will. <laughs> eventually, I'm going <laughs> to... Eventually... And I've spoken like a true addict, right? right. Eventually... Eventually, I'm going to stop altogether because as we get older, your heart is one muscle that can't rebuild itself. And if you do too much damage to it, you're in for it. So the, he actually talked a lot about a lot of things in this, but this was the, the one that really, really, really struck me. Um, this seems dangerous, pasty. It's a little on the sad side. Uh, I thought he was completely sober. Yeah. I thought he was like Matt. Matt Hardy, I know, is completely sober, doesn't put anything into his body. Um, not even dildos. And, um, Which is the Jeff, most acceptable this one thing surprised me. to put in your body. Yeah, of course. But this one, really? Wow. I mean, being a onstage performer, I, I understand having a drink before getting on stage because... It just loosens you up. You know what I mean? You... Yep. I, I always thought, but there is a fine line there, too, because, you know, a little bit of booze can definitely accentuate your presence on stage, whereas too much booze can can fuck it all up. But I, oh, I yeah. understand the having a drink before performance. Um, and, I also... and let me say this: I don't believe that. I don't believe that you can't be an addict and stop being an addict and then never use it again. I guess I, I don't believe that's a hundred percent of a rule. I believe that is how it is. I believe that is the case for some people. Yeah. And I, you know, and I know Jeff Hardy had a lot of problems with pills. And that was his main addiction, but I know alcohol was a problem for him. It's it's a fine line. It's definitely a fine line, especially when you are A, that sore of a person, and B, you have that much money. It's so easy to let sh anything get out of control when you have that much kind of cash at your disposal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, being... Being the person I am, I understand his mindset. Granted, it wouldn't be my mindset today, but back in 2009, I wound up in detox, uh, spent a good weekend there. I got out, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't drink anymore, but I would like a beer. And my reasoning was, well, I'm just not going to be stupid with my drinking anymore. And until to, to, to this day, I haven't been stupid with my drinking. I drink less today than I ever have in my entire life. Um, 
I'm not going to demonize the guy for his, his choices because it's your life, your body, you do what you want to do. As long as it doesn't affect me, I don't give a shit. I just, I don't know. I hope the best for him. And I hope that him not giving up the alcohol doesn't lead him back to pills if it hasn't already. Yeah. I will say this. In my perfect world, everybody drinks and nobody hurts anybody with their drinking. That's me. See, in my perfect world, everybody smokes weed and nobody has to drink because alcohol is far worse for you. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. Seeing a post floating around Facebook that was like, would you would you take a million dollars but you could never drink alcohol again? And I just responded, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life miserable for a million dollars. <laughs> it just says drink. It doesn't say you can't pick up other habits. <laughs> that is true. And if you have a million dollars, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Charlie Sheen it up. Yeah. Um, so, Pacey, we've kind of touched on there's so much going on here coming up. And one of the big events coming up is their second trip to Saudi Arabia. WWE presents Crown Jewels. Just when you thought the WWE would take its women's division seriously by giving them their own branded pay-per-view evolution, they made the announcement that they're going to be back to Saudi Arabia and no women will be allowed. This week, the name of the event was released as Crown Jewel and it will feature a tournament to determine who is the best in the world. CM Punk returns imminent. Imminent! It's coming. Who is the best in the world? CM Punk. It was literally on his Titantron and his ass. Yes. I just, uh... I hope I hope Vince runs with the whole crown jewel thing like he did with Great Balls of Fire and the graphic is a pair of jewels that look an awful lot like a sack of balls. <laughs> I agree. I, I want to see that. I want to see like two two money bags with a scepter hanging out or something. You a know what I mean? A scepter with a crown <laughs> on the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to see something like that. Just let it go. Just Just have your fun with it. Um, yeah, so, and, and this World Cup thing is kind of interesting, too. I'm excited for this World Cup. It sounds like it's going to have a lot of, uh, folks from around the world. Obviously, WWE's been doing a lot of that uh-huh. lately. Oh, by the, by the way, WWE is airing the Mae Young Classic weekly. WWE has set up the perfect three-hour block, folks, for wrestling, and it is not WWE Raw. <laughs> On Wednesdays, we get, um... Uh, I believe it's 205 Live. You don't get it live, but you get 205 Live for an hour. <laughs> then you get NXT for an hour. And then you get the Mae Young Classic for an hour. It is the perfect three hours of pro wrestling in one block. It is awesome. I think they've, they've done well setting that up like that. But I will say, go out of your way to watch the Mae Young Classic. It has been great so far. Just fantastic. Fantastical. Um, but there was even a bigger announcement made for the Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia, pasty. And that being that The Undertaker will be reuniting with Knox County Mayor Kane in his corner to take on 
Triple H, accompanied by a revitalized HB Shizzle. It's exciting. I immediately thought this was going to be a tag match, and then you shot down my bubbles. But <laughs> but you know what? It, it could be building yeah, towards. Yeah, right. You never know. Because KnoxNews.com, which is not a news station put out by the former WWE and <laughs> TNA is that like a, a take Mid on Fox Carter, News? Mike Knox. Fox News, Knox <laughs> yeah. News. Yep. They ran a story on their mayor returning to his demonic persona and also seemingly confirmed that this will not be the only appearance the Big Red Machine will make this fall. Regarding negotiations, Jacob, the Big Red Machine, Kane, said the following. Basically, WWE contacted me and they wanted to do a really big show or a series of shows that they wanted to do. Of course, I was like, hey, man, Vince McMahon, I'm most likely going to be mayor. And Australia was the arrangement that came up. I like how that's how you respond. I'm going to be mayor. How about Australia, bud? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Saudi Arabia. <laughs> It'll be great for your political <laughs> career. Right. Uh, it is also confirmed that WWE is donating $100,000 to Knox County in compensation for multiple appearances for Mr. Red Machine this fall. <laughs> it looks like the Brothers of Destruction versus DX match that Pasty is hoping for so much may be closer to becoming a reality. That's exciting. It's good. I mean, it's still four old guys in the ring that shouldn't be there. But if I get to see one more Shawn Michaels match in my lifetime, I'll be a happy guy. Yeah. And I think if we did get one more Shawn Michaels match, it would definitely be like two things. I think it's going to be with The Undertaker's blessing. I think Shawn needs yeah. that. Which so he it makes kind sense of already that maybe got on Raw two was weeks involved. ago or whatever when that whole angle went well, into that's, play. Well, that's storyline pasty. That's not like real life. I mean, like real life it would be with... Yeah, with yeah. Mark Calloway's blessing. And I think it would be a tag match because, you know, HB... You never want to see these guys return and do a solo match. It's just never right. pretty. Never pretty. Um, But this, this does tell us one big thing, Pasty. And that is that Kane is the type of mayor that can be bought <laughs> off. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, he's taking $100,000 to fucking go to Australia and beat people up. Well, I mean, and that's just the donation to the county. Who knows what kind of right. money Kane's making on the side, you know what I mean? This also raises the question, Was you know, he says, he even says, he told Vince, I'm most likely going to be mayor. So these were talks before he was even elected. How much you want to bet that <laughs> fucking he, he, Kane went, Glenn Jacobs went to, you know, the, the town hall or whatever the fuck. I don't know who's in charge of shit. He just walked up to him and he's like, hey, listen here, listen here. I know there's a quote-unquote election, but I just got done talking to Vince McMahon. $100,000 if you fucking make me mayor. $100,000. One check written out to you. We'll make it one of those big ones. $100,000 if you just, just slip me in the mayor's role. Come on, Trump did it. <laughs> Yeah, 
I mean, this. I mean, it looks shady mm. as shit to me, man. It just looks shady as shit to watch, me. And don't watch, get me wrong, it's a Trump fucking mayor. Nobody this cares. Whole thing. WWE going to Saudi Arabia, Kane <laughs> being mayor. <laughs> it's all a big Trump conspiracy. It that was me, America. Great. It was me all along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, talking about overseas, pasty, New Japan Pro yes. Wrestling's website published an interview with Mr. Kenny Omega in which he had some harsh criticisms of not only New Japan, but WWE also. Stating, the thing is, I know that New Japan at the time... They don't want to have to use me as their main event star, as their number one, of course. Of course they don't. Look at the way they push Tanahashi. They still call that old fucker the ace. He'll still appear on TV. He has a movie in Japan. It's embarrassing. Absolutely fucking embarrassing. When a Tanahashi match ends, you've already fucking forgotten it. I wanted matches that stay with me forever. More than 24 hours. More than one week. Why the fuck do you think they call me the best bout machine? It's not because I'm the greatest athlete in wrestling. It's because I can create emotion and I can create a memory. And because Tanahashi could never fucking do that. Really, Tanahashi belongs in the WWE. He could be the next Roman Reigns. <laughs> Shit. Oh, 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 oh. I think it's a work. Man, I think he was this just... is just a work setting up a match. Between him and Roman Reigns. <laughs> no. With, with, with Tanahashi. <laughs> oh yeah, and they 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 do have a match mm. coming up. Um, so obviously just, it is, I, but it's it's because Kenny Omega as a character would say things like this, but I think Kenny Omega as a human being is far more humble. It wouldn't be fucker and fucking and shit all over an interview if it wasn't a work. I bet Kenny Omega is fucking. He might be fucking Ibushi right now. Probably. And good for him. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, this is this is his heel character. I love this, though, because, I mean, again, this is just, this is why we need more than WWE. You cannot see any WWE wrestler cutting a promo like this on the WWE website. Yeah. No way. Right. Never. They just, it, it wouldn't happen. And that's okay. That's all right. That's perfectly fine. Because we have other venues, like New Japan, like a Kenny Omega, that will do stuff like this. It's great. I love it. But that's not where the Omega news ends, pasty. No, the IWGP champion is about to battle the top star of another promotion. We were actually just talking about this cat. Northeast Wrestling is holding a huge event on November 9th that'll see Omega go up against current AAA Mega Champion Ray Phoenix. Mega Champion, hey. Don Mega, as Ice Cube would say. So are they going to call it the Omega Championship once once Kenny takes it? That, that would be awesome. Right now it's the Omega. Right. <laughs> Three O's. They have to change the name you of the whole company. You can change it to the Omega. Omega. <laughs> Justin, you know what? If they if they if they'd have boosted it up a month, they could have done it just in time for Halloween, and it could be the Woo Mega <laughs> Champion. But then you'd have to have Umaga in the mix, and somehow you'd have to resurrect him, and I just don't see that happening. You manga. Pentagon. Would I mean, fit it in could him. happen in WWE him 2K19. Him in LA Park. 
Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So surprisingly, though, for these being two of the biggest stars in, in the non-United um, States area, this is the first time the two of these two wrestlers will ever go up against each other. Not even in, like, mixed matches, pasty. From what I could find in my extensive research. Uh, this could be a really good match. Ray is definitely a, a different type of wrestler than Omega. Right. By far. Yeah. And I mean, with him just fighting Pentagon at all in, it only makes sense. Yep. He's, right? he's the other Lucha right. brother. He goes from one Lucha brother to the next. Yeah. For sure, man. For sure. Michelle. Actually, can we take a quick break right now? I would like to talk about some things I learned about WWE 2K19 this week. A little bit. Go right ahead, As, as last week, we had mentioned that the House of Horrors match is in WWE 2K19, as well as zombie editions of specific WWE wrestlers based off of a Mattel toy line from a few years back. It seems like 2K Games is going in more of an arcadey, fun direction this year, which obviously is to rival that of of um, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World, giving fans what they want. And I I did see some footage from the beginning of the My Career mode, and you start out not. As a guy who just got hired to NXT, you start out at an independent promotion. And the first match, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba, Test and Baron Blade are there to scout your opponent. And they end up finding you and bringing you to NXT. So they're adding... <laughs> they're bringing back Baron oh, Blade, yeah. huh? He's been every year. He's been every year. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, uh, so that's that's kind of cool. You know, they're giving nods to indie promotions. At least it's not a real indie promotion, of course. It's one that WWE came up with. No, but they're the game. but they're giving you but they're acknowledging yeah, giving it. you more of a backstory. Like in the beginning, you're sitting outside with your friends talking about how you have this match coming up. You get to the arena, see that they're there, talk to them, go have your fight. But I, I kind of I, I like the way it looks. Um, you don't really walk around the backstage anymore. It's more so the backstage area is a screen, and you kind of pan through it and just select the people you want to talk to. But I think they can add more to the story in that sense. Uh, there's also a big heads mode. There's a whole bunch. They're bringing of back big head, yeah. huh? From the old N64 that's PS good shit, days. Because that's what we wanted, right? <laughs> that is we good shit. No, it's awesome. I love it. Shit you used to be able to do in the wrestling games, you know. And so if they do that, and give us some weird controls on the character creator where you can give yourself like a super tiny shrunken head or some shit, you're going to make money off of that. Uh, not only that, but they're bringing back the uh, fucking Fuck yeah, they historical are. mode. And Daniel Bryan's whole career is chronicled in this mode. So that's, that's another really cool oh. thing. I, I just... I, I'm starting to... Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, that is cool. I'm starting to come around to the fact that, like, they're trying to make it for the fans. And so this might be the first year in the right direction for 2K. I'm still going to not buy it, or at least not buy it till it's dirt cheap. Right. But if they keep moving in this direction, they could have me back next year, potentially. 
And you know, um, I I think it's great. I think it's great that they are doing something different. You have to do something different. It's been so. It's... Yeah, yeah. It's been so. Um, it's been so. Control X, Control V for so many yeah. years. With, with just, you know, an extra comma or an extra right, exclamation Right, right. And every time they here. give you something that they think you want, they take away something else that you enjoyed from the previous year. It's like, what the fuck? Yep. Keep adding. Keep adding. That's where Fire Pro has, has done well, because every game, they don't take stuff away. They just add more. And that's what you should do. Yeah, and I've heard nothing but really good stuff about the latest <laughs> Fire Pro, and I might end up getting that I one. did try it. It's tough. It's yeah. tough because you have to know the animations and... Like, in a lockup, you have to know exactly right where to hit your button or you're always going to fail. Yeah. I, I do want to say, though, the one thing that just makes me laugh when you were uh, talking about the, uh, the, the create a character mode or whatever, about you, you starting there talking, you're out, outside talking to your friend about wrestling and stuff, and then you go in and then you move up to a, an indie thing. That is... Like, almost copy and paste the exact same beginning for Hulk Hogan's shitty fucking Hulk Hogan wrestle power fucking game that he had, where it's like you're just sitting out back talking to a friend at a backyard wrestling, and then you wrestle one match, and Hulkster comes up, and he's like, let me tell you something, brother, you're exactly what I'm looking about to, to start my new promotion, brother. Come join me. As if Hogan's just hanging out at backyard wrestling fucking watch, scouting people. But I just, as soon as you said that, I'm like, God, I've seen that somewhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that shitty Hulk Hogan game that he put out oh, quite a while ago. I didn't even <laughs> hear about that game. Ever. Oh, God. What? Uh, let me look it up. I wonder, what was it called? Hulk Hogan Wrestling Game. Let's go video game. Video game. Um, Hulk Hogan's Main Event. <laughs> so so original for the xbox 360 oh, well, there, there's why yeah. i never played it it was probably on uh no it was only on 360 yeah it wasn't on ps or nothing let me tell you something brother i've been sitting around all these backyard wrestling events hoping to find the next john cena brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah good shit uh, yeah no i i like the fact that they're trying to give put a little bit more fun into the game and and give it a little bit more of its own character and like even the, the make it more fun saw, than like, work i don't like there's a backstage <laughs> scene in my career that you could possibly stumble across where you get jumped by bray wyatt and it's not just bray wyatt but it's bray wyatt in a gas mask like he's there in disguise trying to get the jump on you you know that kind of stuff yeah. adds a whole lot Make it, make it oh, like yeah. the show, but make it like the show could never be. Give it, give it that that fun zany aesthetic that you could only enjoy. It should be movie. escapism. We can watch WWE Network whenever yeah. we want. We want to play the game for escapism for stuff we can't right. get on the network. And I mean, and yeah, it, like you if said, 2K make it been fun. Looking at their creation club where people make their wrestlers and post them online for other people to download. Look at those downloads. Most of the characters that are downloaded more than any other are the zany fucking Santa Claus, the Joker, Batman, Hulk, uh, right. Incredible Hulk, those kind of things. So if you can put some of those aspects in your core game, that's gold. 
but nothing gold lasts forever, pony boy. And with that being said, we are almost out of time, folks, but I do want to get to at least one more news thing, because this is huge. It's huge. According to an article by the New York Post, a judge in Connecticut has completely thrown out the lawsuit that included 60 former WWE slash WWF wrestlers attempting to see the promotion, claiming, attempting to sue the promotion. Sorry, that was a typo. Claiming failure to product, to protect. Man, I'm talking like you now, pasty. Good for you. <laughs> uh, claiming failure to protect the individuals from head trauma. Judge Vanessa Bryant made the decision to throw out the lawsuit, citing that many of the claims were frivolous or filed after the statute of limitations had expired. The representative of the ex-superstars was also reprimanded by the judge for repeatedly failing to comply with court rules and has since been ordered to pay WWE's legal fees. They do not say what court rules they weren't applying to. I'd be interested to find that out. This is certainly not the first lawsuit of its kind to be filed against the sports entertainment conglomerate and will likely not be the last, but in this particular instance, it looked like the law was on WWE's side. And now that this is over, maybe Demolition could get into the WWE Hall of Fame because that was obviously one of the biggest reasons they've been being held back. You can't put somebody in the Hall of Fame that's suing right. you. Come on. That'd just be stupid on well, WWE's I mean, part. Just fucking stupid. Do you see Vince to put them in the Hall of Fame after they attempted to sue him? Oh, yeah. He's put a lot of people have sued him that are in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I, I don't think it's going to be immediately. Yeah. No, but yeah, they're definitely going in. Vince doesn't years. give a shit. Once, I think once Vince wins, he honestly no longer yeah. cares. Mm. You know what I mean? That's my opinion, or so it seems. But, I mean, obviously, Bret Hart has sued him. Ric Flair has sued him. Eric Bischoff has sued him. Um, yeah, fuck, there's been a ton of people that have sued Vince McMahon over the years. Yeah. Let's hit up this injury report quick, because I think this is very interesting, because they were just showing promos saying she was in the mixed match challenge. All right. Well, we definitely can. I don't want to take anything away, because it's one of my favorite characters right now, and I'm... Not happy to see her gone, but Alexa Bliss has been pulled from WWE's second season of the Mixed Match Challenge, which I probably will not be watching, sorry, due to an arm injury. Is this her fake fucking arm injury that she double joints herself with? <laughs> who knows? It's hard to take. She's like the girl who cried wolf now, you know, arm injury, my right, ass. Right, right. We know you're double She was just hung over that day. That arm <laughs> bar at Hell in a Cell was not enough to hurt you. Damn it. Your arm was bent um, in a comfortable Ale position. But no, seriously. At Alexa Bliss. Cell, they just put out a fucking ad for Mixed Match Challenge saying that Team Little Big was back on for it. And Alexa Bliss even ended with the tagline they initiated last year. We're going to go all the way. Yeah, but that was at, at Hell in a Cell. I, I would assume she got injured at Hell in a Cell would be my guess. Um, Bliss has been replaced by Ember Moon, who will team with Braun Strowman until Bliss is able to return. Is the wording they put Didn't there? Ember Moon so that makes it sound like, according to the ad at Hell in a Cell, who the fuck watched the goddamn mixed match challenge ad? What is it with you and I'm this saying, ad? Well, they fucking they're changing shit, but I swear I to God, Ember fucking, Moon already had a partner in the ad. All I know is the one Strowman's thing partner. I seen. And honestly, if it's an I arm seen injury, a um, 
graphic. I seen a graphic online, and the only thing I noticed was that all the non-white people were together. Yeah. And all the white people were together. The only exception was Rusev and Lana, who are husband and wife. And, I mean, I guess he's kind of white. He's Eastern European. He's foreign, but... Uh, mixed match challenge. You finish the news, and I'll look up who's on there. Finish the news? There's nothing else to say. Oh, my gosh. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that Bliss is experiencing numbness in her left arm, but she is cleared for minimal exertion only at this point. There, I finished well, there it go. for you, goddammit. She it. could have been in the mixed match challenge then, right? Because, I mean... You don't have to fight. Ask Maurice. Well, it it sounds like the way it is is that she could go back in if she is cleared to wrestle. I mean, that's the way it's worded, which seems weird. Um, as of right now, on Wikipedia, it shows the Raw teams as the Monster Eclipse, being Ember Moon and Braun Strowman. Team name to be announced, Mickey James and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> B&B. Bailey and Finn Balor. Mahalicia. Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal. That's got to be the worst one. Uh, Team Paz. Natalia and Kevin Owens. I'm assuming it has nothing to do with Natty's cats, but the fact that they keep pausing Kevin Owens' push. (laughs) Um, Team Asuka. With The Miz and Asuka. That's my favorite name so far. Um, day one glow with Naomi and Jimmy, ravishing Rusev day with Lana and Rusev, the phenomenal flair with Charlotte and AJ Styles, and the fabulous truth with Carmella and R-Truth. So I don't know if Moon did have a partner before. It was probably R-Truth. But I don't, if it was, then yeah, I was going to say I don't see any other, um, african-americans that sh- that she would have been paired with because i do know the graphic i had originally seen i just it j- jumped out to me that it's like yep. holy shit they're just putting all the all the non-whites together and all the whites together oh, fuck way to fucking promote segregation there <laughs> asuka and shinsuke nakamura they're gonna lose the first round oh i wonder if ember moon wasn't with bobby lashley because bobby lashley's with mickey james yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't um, have a clue. Oh, oh, no. Sasha Banks was supposed to take part in the tournament alongside Bobby Lashley, but it was announced that Banks was injured and unable to compete. So, yeah. So, it was originally two, two black folk. Well, there it you was go. Sasha Banks and Bobby Lashley originally. Yeah, just like, I mean, come on, WWE. They don't even try mm. to hide it, I don't think. They don't even fucking nope. try to hide it. It's disgusting. I swear well, it's I mean, disgusting. they can't hide their blatant sexism siding with Saudi Arabia. So why hide any of it, right? Why? That would be prejudice. How, <laughs> as, as ICP once told me, how many times must I ask myself why? Which, ironically, that music video features a ton of pro yes, wrestlers. It it's a good, good video, good song. It's a good music video. I love that music video. The bushwhackers licking and shit. And, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, well, Pasty, what do you say? Is this morning over through? I and believe done? so. And what a shoe. It's been fun. It's been a blast. It's one fall, one finish. Once. It's what you deserve. Twice. 
three times a pasty. <laughs> I, I can't go out on anything better than that. I'm, I'm done. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully at a more normal time. I'm really shooting to get us back on Wednesdays. I, I know it hurts us to say, yeah, we're going to try Thursdays, and then shit happens. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I love you too. My name's Pasty White. I, of course, am Fat Mac. And we love you like a lovesick puppy. Make sure to go to our Facebook and join the Discord today.